You are listening to the Senior Agent Podcast. This podcast is for insurance agents that are helping America's seniors with their financial choices. Here is your host, Christopher Westfall. Well, hi there. I'm Chris Westfall. I've been selling insurance over the phone only for the last 12 years. Uh, quite successfully, I would say. I'm pretty happy with the results. But what I want to share with you today is um, during the pandemic of the coronavirus 2020, a lot of the um, insurance marketing organizations have suddenly come to the realization that we have to have a different way uh, rather than going face-to-face and seeing people. So I've noticed that a lot of the organizations, the marketing organizations, have put out guidance for how you can now conduct business by phone and by video conference and by video chat and and all these things. And they've turned to the interwebs and grabbed the you know off-the-shelf products that are available out there recommending things like go to webinar and zoom and webex there's a problem with that and i want to share that with you as to when you're dealing with um consumers and you want to do a, a screen share or a video conference first of all what i found is when you're trying to build trust and credibility with the senior uh, sometimes it does help if they have no idea who you are or if you have a complex algorithm you need to show them or a graph or a chart and you want to show them something on the screen, that can be helpful, especially if they do not know who you are. And that can that's the first problem, really. You should solve that problem first before trying to rely on a screen share to do all that for you. But if you are going to do screen share, a couple of things you want to avoid include having a senior get a warning on their computer system that something you told them to do is going to damage their computer or expose them to something or uh, risk their privacy, giving out personal information. They're going to get a warning on that anytime you have them install an executable file. Why can't I get this to just stay right, right there? That'd be great. Can you just know? So anytime you tell them to here, go to go to webinar, here's the link. When they go to the link, it's going to say, warning, this wants to install a program on your computer. This is going to change system settings. This is going to install something that's going to run all the time. Warning, warning, warning. It's going to do that on WebEx. It's going to do that on GoToWebinar. It's going to do that on Zoom because they have to download the executable. Not a good idea. And that's the first red flag. See, anytime you're doing a sales presentation at all or building relationship, building rapport, especially when you're doing it over the phone, you start from a place of no credibility and you have to quickly get to the place where they know, like, and trust you. And the trusting part on the phone sale has to come at the beginning. So when they're starting to get red flags, literally red flags on their computer saying, don't do it, that's not a good thing. You need to avoid that. There are ways to avoid that. Always have. So one of the things... uh you're going to experience if you do go to webinars is going to be frustrating if you do webex good grief that's from cisco technologies from the 1990s and still uh, insurance organizations are using it for webinars it blows my mind it's so antiquated and then zoom zoom's the new player on the block and some fmos are thinking that zoom is going to be the solution the problem with zoom is it has no end-to-end encryption That is, your connection on your end and their connection on their end are both encrypted with AES encryption technology, which is what the banks use. There's a lot of news stories out there right now about how Zoom is not encrypted, how it shares your private information. And now, if you leave recording on by default, records in the cloud, people can literally search for your meeting and watch your recorded meetings that you've had with your clients just out there in the public. 
a lot of colleges, universities, and even elementary schools are using Zoom for their classrooms. And they're getting what they call Zoom bombs. Hackers have managed to interrupt Zoom meetings with racist and sexually inappropriate attacks. It's called Zoom bombing. I think this is a mistake and lesson learned. That's Zoom founder and CEO Eric Ewan. He says his business wasn't prepared for so many novice users. Business. I think that's why I say we did not do a good job. When we offer the free service, we should have a training session. We should. People are putting in just their algorithm of what it would be for the address for their Zoom meeting and just popping into the meeting. Zoom has tried to correct this by now by now having a password as mandatory on a on a meeting. But again, it's still not encrypted, so anybody can put a password in there like password or one two three four. Zoom is not the way to go for client presentations, especially if you're doing private information back and forth about your clients. You just don't need to do anything that's not end-to-end encrypted or where the recordings are kept in the cloud. If you have a choice of recording in the cloud or recording on your local machine, always choose your local machine and get it off the cloud. Okay, sermon over. When you're looking for advice on things that can be used in technology for delivering sales online, rather than just grabbing any news article like a PR firm would do to say, oh, people are using GoToWebinar or which is old. People are using Zoom. That's the new thing. How does it apply in the real world of financial services? Well, to know that information, it might be helpful to ask someone who's looked at all this stuff over the last 12 years, probably every six months, looking at the new technology that's out there. There is screen sharing technology that is end-to-end encrypted, requires no installation whatsoever on the other person's screen. We've been using it for six years now. And then there's even a newer one that's out there that's even faster and easier for you to use. And a lot of agents will say, yeah, but I want a free solution. I want a free solution. Well, you'll get what you pay for. Um, You should be willing to pay at least, you know, $10 a month to have a tool available that can do this kind of an uh, interaction with your client. I would argue it's not a good idea to expect your client to participate in a meeting online to have the audio set up, which requires a microphone, and to set the settings correctly, and to have a camera. They do not want to be on camera with you. So the the goal should not be a video conference with your client. The goal should be to deliver your screen to them in a one-way communication. I started saying over 10 years ago, don't worry, this is a one-way communication. I can't see you, only you can see me, because that's the first thing they're going to say every single time. Oh my gosh, you can't see me, can you? And you don't want that. And that's what Zoom is. So a couple of tips when you're getting somebody online. First of all, it needs to be something that they can go to and instantly have it there. If you need their email address and you can send them a link, they instantly come into the meeting with no warnings about privacy, no warnings about install. I hope we've covered that. So as things progress, as things change, and you're looking for guidance into what tool should I use so that it's safe and effective for my seniors, again, just look to somebody who's been doing it. It might save you a lot of time and frustration. Before you get to what would be a screen share, I would argue that it's best if you have a an encapsulated video presentation that they can pause and go back and watch again. So many times, especially with a senior, they want they do not want to admit that they didn't hear something correctly or that they didn't hear all of it, and so they want you to go back and do it again. However, pride sometimes prevents us from saying, could you repeat what you just said? I didn't catch that. So if you send it to them in a canned video, they can go back and do it again. 
One of the tools that we've used for years now is called Loom, L-O-O-M. That is a Google Chrome browser plugin. You literally, you just click on the extension at the top of your browser and you can record the screen and your camera. Do not ever use a laptop camera to record something for a client. It's awful. Similarly, if you are doing a video conference or a webinar or anything, don't ever use a laptop built-in camera and never, never, never look down at your machine, at your camera. So if you're doing a, especially with, with seniors, they just don't like it. And there are all these little things that they pick up on. If you are going to have to use a laptop because you have no other choice, even a laptop camera or webcam stuck on the top of your laptop, like an external one, like the Logitech C920 that we like so much, pick up your laptop, like lift it up and put something underneath it, some books and everything, so that it is at least eye level. That's going to really make them think that you're talking to them on a one-on-one level. If you're looking down on them, literally the psychology is, he's looking down on me. That is so cheesy. You'll see these newscasters interviewing scientists and doctors and experts, and the doctors looking way down. And it's it's ridiculous, and it's so easily preventable. I digress. It's so much better. If you're going to send a quote, show them why one plan is better than another, then you can send it in a, a, a static form with graphs, send it to them as a PDF, or visually go into it. And that's what's so powerful about video. And if you're using Loom, then it's got the microphone from you. It's got your face on there, which you can move anywhere you want on the screen. And it's got the screen itself to show what you want to show people. And it's so easy. You record it. You can play it back. Make sure it's right. And here's a little trick. If you click the send by email button, it's going to open it up in Gmail. Now, you may not use Gmail to compose your email. That doesn't matter. But when it comes into Gmail... It puts a thumbnail of you talking so they know what to expect. It's not what they call a dead link. It just looks like an ugly hyperlink. Instead, it's a thumbnail of you so they know that if they click that thumbnail, the geese are having a time this morning. Hey, guys. <laughs> Sorry. If they, they know that if they click that picture thumbnail. Oh, my gosh. Can you see them over there? They're nuts. It's so much better than being in the office, though, really. If they click that picture, they're going to come to the video of you. It's very self-explanatory. They don't have to read a bunch of text to figure out what's going to happen if they click that. So it's always good to have the... And all you have to do is... So you send it as Gmail. Again, you don't have to send it as Gmail. Copy it. Just hit select or control A, select it all, and copy it to your clipboard of your computer. Control C will do that. So control A, everything's selected. Control C, it's copied. Then go into your email composition program, whatever you use, and hit control V or paste it from your clipboard of your computer. Replace the control with a command and it'll work with a Mac. And that will give them a visual representation of what they're going to get. And in there, I would have a greeting, the information, and always with every, every video delivery that you have, a call to action at the end. And if you think about this, somebody has to have at least a level two or three out of 10 trust level with you to click on anything, to join you on a video conference, to open something. And probably about a four out of five, four or five out of 10 to install something that you told them to install. 
so many experts with identity theft, which has been probably the fastest growing crime over the last two decades, have always told people, don't install anything from anybody that you don't know. Don't click on any links and email from somebody that you don't really know and don't trust. They're they're incentivized all the time not to do this. They're told to. Tonight, the Volusia County Sheriff's Office held an Internet safety forum for parents. Internet meeting sites have become a virtual bonanza for child predators. Those predators are now using the anonymity of their keyboards to troll for their next victims. But they say prevention starts at home. Deputies say parents need to monitor their children's internet internet activities and keep the computer in a main So part anyway, if you are on the phone with them and you say, I sent over a video snippet shortly, just a short video clip that's going to explain to you where you are and what I have for you. If you'll take a look at that, it's just a couple of minutes long. It'll explain who I am. You can see some of my documents on there as to my credibility. And then I go into your specific situation real quick. The beauty is you can stop it and rewind it. You could forward that link to anybody that you trust to help you with your decision. If it's your spouse, you can watch this thing together as many times as you want to. If you have any questions, you can simply reply to that email or you can call me on the phone. Now, another really cool feature about Loom is when they're watching your video, you'll get a notification right away. You'll get an email saying, this person is watching your Loom video right now. So if it's something super important, at least you can note it in your CRM or you can pick up the phone 10 or 15 minutes later and say, hey, I'll just check it on you. Did you ever get a chance to look at that information? As a matter of fact, I did. I just watched it about 15 minutes ago. Great. What'd you think? So sending a canned information, a canned video to them that you can do right the first time. And the best part about it is if you screw up, you can do it again. If you screw up, do it again and then send the final result to them. Uh, one of the things that I hate about live webinars is every time there's a live webinar and there has never been an exception to this rule. When I'm watching every FMO from the insurance world do or carrier do a live webinar, something gets screwed up in there. So there's no point in doing it. You can still answer questions if you deliver the canned information to somebody in a corrected video format and then answer questions live and in real time. So anyway, the geese are behaving themselves right now. I don't know if you can see them down there. They're going to come right over here and start yelling. Watch. I bet you anything they will. So don't use uh, Zoom. I really encourage you, don't use Zoom. Don't use GoToWebinar. Don't use WebEx. There are other screen sharing tools, and part of the criteria of what you should look when you're shopping is, does it make my client install anything on their computer? Does it give my client a warning that they're going to have to install and run something, especially auto-run every time they run their computer? Those are all big, bad things. On my website, Medicare Agent Training, there is a tab under the learning section, and it's called Sell 100% by Phone. And in there, it talks about screen sharing, the ones that we've been using, the ones that we recommend now. But I don't want agents to come to the conclusion that there is a crutch that using screen share is going to solve everything. In my office, we don't use it at all anymore. Why? Because we effectively communicate the concepts that we're delivering to them by way of video. So we fixed it the first time, we edit it, we fixed it the next time, we added something better to it, and we send them a video specific to their situation that delivers to them the concept that we're trying to tell them. And within that concept, in the email, it has specifics as to what their rate and what their plan cost would be and encourages them to click the video so they can watch it at their leisure. So a, can, a, a screen share is just not necessary. And doing an electronic application, it's, it's not necessary. And the electronic applications in my world of 
of Medicare don't require a signature anymore anyway. So it's super easy. But I would just encourage you, look at that website for what we're using currently for screen share. That gives no warnings. That does enjoy in in encryption. That does, does not save a recording of uh, clients' information in the cloud. All things that you need to look for before you either use or recommend screen sharing or video conferencing tools to your agency or to your downline to your agents. I'm Chris Westfall. I hope some of that's been of value to you. Some things to look for. Look at these little guys over here. They're just so cute. They're just enjoying the morning. Having a ball. You old guys. Y'all have a great day. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening to the Senior Agent Podcast. For more information and other episodes, visit SeniorAgentPodcast.com.